Medical scientists worldwide are encouraging people to eat more fish. Most American diets are low in cold water fish that are abundant in important omega-3 oils. DHA and EPA are the vital components of fish oil that provide healthy benefits. Not only are they crucial for brain and vision development, they're very important for cardiovascular health. Carlson, America's leading Norwegian fish oil brand, specializes in both great tasting soft gels that are easy to swallow and fish oil liquids that don't taste fishy. That's right, Carlson provides the most extensive line of fish oils to meet all your needs. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence. For Carlson fish oils are tested for purity, potency, and freshness. Ask for Carlson Norwegian fish oils today. That's right, ask for Carlson Norwegian fish oils today. U-Theory is a family-owned and operated supplement brand on a mission to inspire wellness in all. From farm to shelf, quality is at the heart of our products made in Southern California. Try new U-Theory Daily Fat Burner for healthy weight management. U-Theory Turmeric to support healthy inflammation response. U-Theory Collagen for hair, skin, nails, tendons, and ligaments. And Ashwagandha to help reduce stress, boost overall well-being and clarity. U-Theory, made for all of you. Welcome to Here's to Your Health with Joshua Lane. Here's to Your Health discusses the current thinking and wellness, bringing you the most influential thinkers in beauty, fitness, and longevity. Your host, Joshua Lane, was part of the Dr. Ann Wigmore team that helped bring wheatgrass, sprouts, and raw foods to a worldwide audience. And now the host of Here's to Your Health, Joshua Lane. Welcome to this edition of Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. And my guest is uh, Alex Meyer, and Alex is a a board member of uh, Children's Health Defense, an organization uh, founded by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, of which uh, I am happy to be part, and they are doing excellent work on uh, problems associated with uh, vaccinations, the, uh, in some of the adjuvants or ingredients, uh, aluminum, formaldehyde, mercury, polyethylene glycol. By the way, polyethylene glycol is a problem, was really uh, broken uh, by Harold Gilo, a retired uh, uh, lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Marine Corps, and Children's Health Defense really helped promote that. So they are doing uh, some very uh, excellent work. And Alex Meyer is uh, the co-founder of the California chapter of the Children's Health Defense. Alex, welcome to Here's to Your Health. Thank you so much, Joshua. It's a pleasure to be on your show again. It's a real honor. Thank you. Thank. I'm very happy to have you on because the topic is important And I would like my listeners to know that of all the articles I read online every day, the one source that I really rely on and am most comfortable with and happy with their track record information is the Children's Health Defense. They seem to take no political side. There's no invective. It's simply science-based information that we all benefit from knowing and so, Alex, when did you join Children's Health Defense, and why? 
Yeah, I, I'm happy to answer that, but I want to say there's a reason why you can trust the articles written on children's health defense. It's no accident they're written in that way. It is true medical journalism, and we try to be as impartial as possible. And everybody should know that we have a giant fact-checking team of lawyers, doctors, and scientists that put these articles into peer review before they can even see the light of day. So we're turning around the news very quickly and doing fact-checking at the same time. So I just wanted to give a nod to our process so people really understand that these are articles you can share from our website. And the place where you find the articles on childrenshealthdefense.org is called The Defender. That's our publication. Right, right. So yeah. Yeah. to answer your question, how did I find my way to Children's Health Defense? That started in the mid-1990s, actually, before Children's Health Defense actually existed. And in 1996, I was going on a vacation to Bali. And at the time, I was running a worldwide group for Apple. And I went to Travel Medicine where they told me to get six vaccines for my trip to Bali. So I rolled up my sleeves and I got the vaccines. And unfortunately, a couple weeks later when I was in Bali, I collapsed. I started weeping for no reason at all. And that was the beginning of my disability. And the vaccines ended up giving me total disability and brain damage. And I was only 30 years old. I spent the next three years 80% housebound. And it wasn't until three years into it that I discovered the gluten-free diet and that was the first step out of this hell that these vaccines had put me into. And it took me more than two decades to get about an 80 or 90 percent recovery. And that's where I am today. Right. Uh, so, Alex, now, having you know lived through the 90s and being involved with the natural foods movement, I know that many people in the 90s were diagnosed with what at the time was called chronic fatigue syndrome. So you might have been given that diagnosis, but really in reality, since the natural foods community didn't understand what was really happening, that your problem with the collapse and the being housebound for three years was really as a result of vaccination. But no one at the time, in my opinion, or maybe very few people, were just alert to the fact that it was the vaccines. Am I correct in saying that? Josh, you are correct, and that's actually a very astute question that I'd like to answer. So chronic fatigue syndrome is actually starting to be recognized as a vaccine injury, and most doctors don't know to put those two things together yet, but it is a very common side effect after vaccination. And it's a lifetime thing for most people, which is really sad. The other thing I wanted to say is that I know that there's um, some ex-doctors um, from Stanford who actually agree with me when I say that the mono that children get, you know, actually they're young adults when they go to college freshman year, you know, they call it the kissing disease, that might actually be vaccine injury from the shots that are required of children before they go to college. And the other thing I want to say about chronic fatigue syndrome, do you remember, Josh, how they used to call that the yuppie flu in the yes. 1990s? Yes. Yes. You know, I think that it's called the yuppie flu because yuppies were the people who could afford to travel like they could, and they got travel vaccines. And these people look back on their trip and they think they got a parasite while they were traveling and they never look at the vaccine connection. And then they never figure out what happened to them and they can never get better. So thanks for asking that question because that's my answer. Good, thank you, because it, it is a very good answer. And also, if I could mention this, it was also called the yuppie flu as a pejorative. In other words, they were saying, oh, see, these people have so much money and they have so much time on their hands that they can invent these illnesses that don't exist. They're always in their head. The way physicians years ago, and even till today, they're examining a woman and the woman is sick and they have no idea what's wrong with the woman. They say, oh, no, it's all in her head. She needs a set 
alternatives. And that was popular in my mom's era and in my era, and it remains popular, the so-called blaming of the victim. So yuppie flu was that, was in my opinion, simply blaming the victim because the physicians could not figure out what the issue was. That's my take on it. I could be mistaken on that. But we do know, recognize now, that vaccinations have problems associated with their use because, again, the use of of mercury, aluminum, formaldehyde, and polyethylene glycol. Now, how does these, I'll use the word additives or adjuvants, play into the discussion we have now with these new vaccinations from Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson and others that are really not adequately tested. They have because they, they're they're only used now for emergency youth authorization. They do not have proper testing protocols. So, what is the position of the Children's Health Defense? That's right, Josh. In all the vaccines before the COVID shots, there has been an investigation into a lot of those ingredients: the aluminum, the mercury, the the PEG, the um, the shark liver oil, squalene ingredient. And we think that the adjuvants are probably um, to be fingered as the bad actors in the vaccine. Now, with the COVID shots, it's a totally different story because we have a totally new set of ingredients that have never been used in humans before. And these vaccines were fast-tracked. So so there was no way to actually test these additives and ingredients or even the mRNA itself to see if it was safe in humans. And so we are the guinea pigs. Now the guinea pigs are all looking at each other saying, like, why are the humans doing our jobs? because we're having a terrible outcome with these COVID shots, which I'd love to talk to you about. Please, please, yes. Yeah, so we know from the Pfizer data, and by the way, Pfizer is a quasi-approval of a vaccine called Comirnaty, which the FDA said is interchangeable with the Pfizer shot, but it's actually not. There was a court that struck that down. It was a federal court. Um, And these products are actually legally distinct. But because they got this biological license approval for Comirnaty, and they say that these products are interchangeable, they have to play by both rules because they want to play by both rules. It's emergency use authorization and it's fully approved. It's a little bit of both, but what we all know is Comirnaty is not on the market. But Pfizer has to play by these rules. So they actually have to release their data from the study because they got this BLA quasi-approval. And when they released their data, we found out from their all-cause mortality section that among the 22,000 people in the vaccination group, 21 of them died. 17 of the people in the placebo group, which was also 22,000 people, died. So what that tells us, according to Pfizer's own data, is that you have a more than 20% increased chance of dying from any cause if you get vaccinated with the Pfizer shot for COVID. So these, these vaccines, they are dangerous, and their studies are proving it out. And if you look at the population data, which is called the post-marketing data that you can find in the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, we've had more than 1 million adverse events reported and more than 21,000 deaths reported after these shots. And just for comparison's sake, the same death reports for all the other vaccines in all the years that that database has been collecting data have only been around 200 to 400 deaths reported after vaccines per year for all other vaccines. And now in about one year plus of these COVID shots, we have more than 21,000 deaths reported. If that's not a safety signal, I don't know what is. No, it it certainly is a... Uh, a uh, a big red flag. Our guest is uh, Alex Meyer, 
and Alex is a board member of Children's Health Defense, and Alex is the co-founder of the California chapter of the Children's Health Defense, the organization uh, headed by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, the uh, attorney who made such a sterling reputation for himself when he ran river keepers, uh, you know, when he helped clean up the Hudson River and the tributaries to the Hudson, and he was lauded by Time Magazine and others for doing great environmental work. And as he, I heard him lecture, say this actually at a lecture in Huntington Beach uh, in June of this year, he said, you know, when he found out about the vaccine issues, uh, uh, he said, I knew it was not going to be a good career move, which was actually a pretty funny joke. Uh, he doesn't really make too many jokes, but that one was funny because it's really true because while he was liked and admired for his environmental work of, you know, more than 30 years helping to clean up the Hudson River and form other organizations around the globe to clean up rivers, and people eventually liked him for that, uh, not the not the, not General Electric had to sue them, and uh, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers had to sue them, but others really liked them. The citizens liked him for that. But on the vaccine issue, he's getting terrible popular press, which I feel he does not deserve. I think he's doing wonderful work. Or I would not uh, have uh, Alex on the show or uh, Robert F. Kennedy. Alex, by the way, so what is your educational background? My educational background includes graduating from Duke University as an undergrad and then from Northwestern University with an MBA in strategy and finance. All right. So you have a very good background, and you said as a young woman, you were an executive for Apple and then went on vacation and took six vaccines, and you became very sick a few weeks later. And how long did it take before someone said, Alex, we think there's a correlation between the vaccinations that you have received and your illness? Josh, I suffered for 13 years without getting the proper diagnosis. I went through improper diagnoses of lupus, chronic fatigue syndrome, Lyme disease, and Lyme disease may have played a role in my illness, but it was mostly the vaccines. It's Mm -hmm. so easy to see the cause and effect if you line up that date where I got the vaccines and the two weeks later where I collapsed and all my symptoms started and never went away for decades. Right. So, Alex, can I ask this? Uh, So you are now a woman in your 40s. Am I correct in saying that? I'm in my 50s. Okay, your 50s. And so, may I ask, what are the lifestyle ideas that you would recommend we listening should implement? What should we do? The most important thing is to eat a clean diet, and that involves avoiding GMOs, and you can do that by just eating things that are labeled organic. Try to grow your own food. Try to make as much of your food as possible. And, and detox. Go out and sweat go walk. I mean, those are some easy things that everybody can do. I mean, if you get really sick like I did, there's a lot more tools that you'll have at home. Um, But the average person just needs to get out there and walk to move their blood and, you know, flush that blood through the liver and sweat. And then you can get a lot of the toxins out of you. We were never designed to process the many toxins that are out there today out of our bodies. So we have to work to do that. Alex, would, and so I'm assuming you're following those suggestions, and would you say that now as a woman in your 50s that your health is pretty good? It is. I feel like I totally healed my immune system about four years ago, and I have not been sick, knock on wood, in four years. Right, right, right. And so again, you avoid GMO foods, and of course I'm assuming you avoid all processed sugar. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely, yes. Now, this past weekend, there was a march on Washington in which uh, Children's Health Defense 
you know, sponsored this march about vaccination issues. And I read that there were about 30,000 people at the, uh, I'll use the word demonstration or rally. Is that a correct number? Yes, as far as we know, there were more than 30,000 people in attendance. It was absolutely huge. And And peaceful, I, I should add. It was very peaceful. Nothing happened. Right. And how has the popular press been on it? Mm, that's a good question. Have you seen anything? Yes, I have seen some things in which they start out just kind of mentioning a few thousand people were there, they say. They just say a few thousand. And they immediately start out attacking Robert F. Kennedy. They immediately start out the first sentence, they attack uh, Robert F. Kennedy, which I thought was, that's the way it is. Yeah, well, that's the weakest form of argument. You have to resort to ad hominem attacks when you can't argue the science. And Mm -hmm. so that's very typical in our movement that anybody who comes out with the truth about the science and the truth about the law gets attacked personally because that's all they have. Right. Good point. Very good point. Actually, that's a a very good point. Uh, Our our guest is Alex Meyer. uh, With the uh, Alex is a board member of the Children's Health Defense and is the co-founder of the California chapter of the Children's Health Defense, which is a very really important group and if you can go to their website and read the articles and I think that if you read them you realize oh these are just carefully written this is just carefully written stuff it's not one party attacking another party it's not invective you know it's not comedy it is good science Alex how can listeners of Here's to Your Health contact Children's Health Defense to read the articles and find out more about the good work Thanks for asking that, Josh. They can go to childrenshealthdefense.org, and they can also access state chapters through our national website. And so the chapter in California is ca.childrenshealthdefense.org, and for any state where there's a chapter, you just put that two-letter abbreviation for the state with a period, and then childrenshealthdefense.org, and you can find your state chapter that way. That sounds good. Alex, do me a favor. Give us the contact info just once again. Sure. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org. Okay, childrenshealthdefense.org. Listen, thank you very much. Thank you. Our guest has been Alex Meyer, and Alex is a board member of uh, Children's Health Defense and is the co-founder of the California chapter of the uh, Children's Health Defense, the organization that I'm happy to say that I read their articles. They are credible. They are a primary source for me. I am very happy to have them on the show. This is Josh Lane. You're listening to Here's to Your Health. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after these important messages. Medical scientists worldwide are encouraging people to eat more fish. And most American diets are low in important omega-3 oils. Omega-3 oils are the vital components of fish that provide numerous health benefits. Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gems supply concentrated amounts of these omega-3 oils that are needed to support vision, brain function, and a healthy heart. Each great-tasting Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gem Soft Gel contains 1,250 milligrams of fish oil from deep cold water fish. That supplies a full 800 milligrams of omega-3s all in only one easy-to-swallow soft gel. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence, for they are tested for purity, potency, and freshness by an independent FDA-registered laboratory. 
Ask for Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gems at your favorite natural food retailer today. U-Theory is a family-owned and operated supplement brand on a mission to inspire wellness in all. From farm to shelf, quality is at the heart of our products made in Southern California. Try new U-Theory Daily Fat Burner for healthy weight management. U-Theory Turmeric to support healthy inflammation response. U-Theory Collagen for hair, skin, nails, tendons, and ligaments. And Ashwagandha to help reduce stress, boost overall well-being and clarity. U-Theory, made for all of you. Welcome to this edition of Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. And coming up very shortly in New York City, it's going to be Fashion Week. Fashion Week is always a very big deal. It's fun. It's exciting. And uh, fashion actually turns out to be important as an industry as far as, uh, you know, what we wear and the the quality of the clothes and the ingredients in the clothes uh, that could be good for us, some might not so good for us. And also a new discussion, so the past, oh, 10 or 15 or 20 years, promoted by groups including People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, but that group, PETA, probably, in my opinion, is the single most important group that influences the way not just we in America, but people around the world think of fashion. So they are a very influential group, and our speaker is uh, Laura Shields, and uh, Dr. Shields is a a PhD, and uh, Dr. Shields is the manager of corporate responsibility for PETA, and has helped many of our large clothing corporations move away from using animal products, including leather and wool, and even down, which is actually kind of very interesting too. Uh, that one I didn't realize was an issue until I read it on the Peter website. And now I thought, oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, Dr. Shields, welcome to Here's to Your Health. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Josh. Very, very happy to have you on. And I'm a very uh, big fan of uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals because, in my opinion, they have been the absolutely leading organization for changing the way people think about their dogs and cats and dogs and sheep and everything else, they've really changed the way the average intelligent person thinks about all the animals in our life. It's, it's really remarkable uh, what they have managed to accomplish. Uh, so I'm thrilled, actually, with uh, what, what, you, what you guys are doing. So, Dr. Shields, because of Fashion Week coming up uh, in February, uh, shortly, uh, in New York City, and it's, it is such a culturally important uh, event, what is PETA doing to assist the fashion world? Ah, that's a great question. And also, thank you so much for your kind words about the work that PETA's doing. Um, yeah, so we work with hundreds of companies, as you gave that uh, introduction, to move them away from cruelly obtained animal-derived materials And when things like New York Fashion Week happens, we see innovative vegan materials being showcased. And the future of fashion is sustainable, it's exciting, it's most importantly, animal-free. And that's because major designers and fashion houses have stopped with fur, they're stopping with exotic skins, and they're instead using really luxurious vegan leather, and eco-friendly sofas that nobody had to suffer and die for. Right. Yes, and uh, if I can, our, our guest is uh, Laura Shields, and Dr. Shields is a PhD and is involved with uh, corporate responsibility. 
uh, is a manager of corporate responsibility at PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, a very, very influential group. Uh, so, Dr. Shields, I think the average person, uh, you know, might be a little supr- was was surprised to hear that you know leather was a problem, or wool was a problem, or alpaca was a problem. People really didn't know that years ago, but now it seems that many people do recognize that. No, no, this leather and wool, this is very cruelly obtained, and when you show the films of it, I think people are just quite frankly shocked that I think the average person just had no idea. So now that you've been doing this for, well, you know, it's uh, it actually started uh, in, you know, 1980. So what do the large organizations, the large uh, clothing houses say to you now when you meet with them? You know, it's really wonderful because now they're, they're recognizing that their consumers are more and more aware, as you said, of the ways in which that animals suffer in the wool and leather and down industry. And so when we bring the investigations to them and say, look, this is what's happening. This is standard industry practice on the wool industry to have workers stomp and beat and shear sheep so violently that they're left with gaping bloody wounds not to mention in the down industry, workers kneel on the birds and rip feathers out of their live bodies. So they're fully conscious and shrieking. And they're realizing that the harm that the fashion industry has on animals and the environment, and they're responding accordingly. They're making vegan leather products. They're making beautiful down alternative products. And they're responding um very positively it's been a it's been really great to work with a lot of companies uh just recently i helped facilitate a collection uh well i i facilitated the collaboration between h&m and PETA for h&m's first 100 percent vegan collection and that was called coexist and that was about coexisting with animals and the planet while simultaneously having beautiful, luxurious, um, innovative products. Right. Right. Uh, our, our guest is Laura Shields, and uh, Dr. Shields is a Ph.D. and works with uh, PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Uh, Dr. Shields, it seems to me that H&M, I mean, they are a major player. They're one of the biggest clothing houses in the world. Am I correct in saying that? You are correct. Yeah. They're selling lots of... Uh, clothes and so they will actually they're willing to listen to you because after all you know money's involved right whenever money's involved you know people say well listen thanks very much but we're you know we make a, we're making a big dollar doing what we're doing and we don't want to listen to you we don't want to change anything so how is it that you mm-hmm. convince them is it the fact that so many consumers have been influenced by your thinking that H&M realizes oh my goodness we'll use a, we'll lose a large percentage of our market share if we don't shape up is that wrong for me to say no, I think that's absolutely correct. It is, it's, it's definitely the shift, um, well, it's not even a shift, just the, the evolution and the explosion of socially conscious consumers that are paying attention to the way that their products, their clothing, really anything they're purchasing, they're looking into how that's made. And they're looking at the impact on the environment, on the workers, and also on the animals. And so this is something that H&M is, is aware of, and they're 
also, I would say, trying to be more inclusive. You have a lot of people that don't want to wear the skins of animals that have been tormented and killed for that item, and you have to appeal to everyone. You don't want to exclude um, the largest consumer base in history, Gen Z and millennials. They're, they're really paying attention to animal welfare. Right, right. If I can say this, I guess it's Laura Shields, and Laura Shields is a PhD with PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. It seems to me that I remember when my mom was a young woman that, you know, she had a full-length mink coat, and many women had those full-length minks, and they had minks, and mink in the early 1960s was, uh, you know, considered very fashionable. But I would submit that at this point, fur is really terribly unfashionable. Uh, uh, M- M- is that correct? Is fur really, really not fashionable anymore in the United States or Europe? Yes, yes. I would definitely agree with you. I mean, Tita has been saying fur is dead and fur is dead. There's barely, there's, you know, Gucci, Valentino, Prada, Chanel, Armani, Ralph Lauren. Everyone has dropped fur. Right. Right. And that's because they're they're aware of just how ridiculous it is to keep animals in tiny cages until they go insane and then skin them for their fur. It's right. just, I mean, not even ridiculous, right. just wrong. cruel. Yeah, cruel and wrong. Yeah, it's interesting how yeah, now, wrong. really, wrong. I think almost everyone you, you chat with even the most recalcitrant individual would say, oh, yeah, yeah, fur, okay, whatever, we don't need to wear fur anymore. And that really has been a huge shift in understanding in a huge number of people. So it's really it's really a victory of, let me just use this word consciousness or understanding because it's really a huge shift. And I would submit that PETA is the one organization most responsible so it's an impressive thing to have accomplished. And why is fur not so uh, much used now? Is it because the synthetics really look so nice that people figure, okay, we can look good in fashion because after all, fashion is fun. We can use these synthetics and we're happier. Is, is that is that it? Hmm, that's such a great point. Yes, I, w- I would say it's a couple of things. But that was a good point that you made that there's definitely a shift in mindset and there's an expanding awareness that people have now and that certainly does come from PETA's undercover investigations that show time and time again you know, every single time we pull back the veil on any animal industry, cruelty is always involved and so people start recognizing that that happens every time they buy anything that comes from an animal or so, I would say that, yes, PETA's investigations have helped expose that, create an awareness. People are, they don't want to participate in it anymore. Um, and also just, I think people know what goes on fur farms now, and that there's absolutely no reason to justify that. Right, right. And so what does the future look like over the next, say, five years, we'll begin to see more synthetic materials of good quality so that we don't need to buy leather jackets or leather shoes 
that they'll, they'll look lovely because again again fashion is is fun we all like fashion i mean it's just fun so we, we can have beautiful fashion but we don't need to use furs we can use synthetics so does PETA actively promote synthetics because they are simply better for the planet as far as less waste of water and resources not to mention cruelty is that also part of the issue Yes, great point. And and yes, I, I forgot to uh, answer your question about synthetic furs. But yes, the technology of faux furs is that they're indistinguishable from real fur at this mm-hmm. point. Right, right. They, and they certainly are. But it's not even oh, it's not even the synthetics that that are really changing. I, I mean, of course, synthetics have a lower environmental impact than the animal skins industry like leather wool and down they have um, a much lower carbon emission but there's also so many materials coming out that are uh, plant-based sustainable or they're recycled things like even ocean trash is being turned into vegan materials Hmm. wow Wow! It's this, this, yeah, discarded fishing nets that are polluting the ocean and tangling up wildlife. These are being pulled out of the ocean, sustainably processed, and then turned into really silky, slowly, uh, beautiful garments that high-end designers like Stella McCartney are using. Yes, yes, Stella McCartney certainly is uh, has been an active advocate of the uh, vegetarian uh, garments. Uh, you know, vegetarian materials for a very long time. I guess because her dad and mom uh, were were very active vegetarians at a time when you know it was less popular. It was still popular among some, but now it enjoys uh, much more interest. Uh, and I'll use the word respect than it did uh, say uh, 30 or 40 years ago. Our guest is Laura Shields. Laura Shields is a, a PhD and is working with PETA. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, a very good organization. Dr. Shields, by the way, at this uh, juncture, so where did you receive your undergraduate and graduate degrees? Uh, I did my undergraduate at Willamette University in Salem, Oregon, and then I did my graduate degrees uh, at St. Louis University in St. Louis, Missouri. And what do you have your what do you have your graduate degree in? Uh, American Culture Studies. All righty. So that gives you a broad perspective on what actually is going on here in America. And how would you how would you tell the listeners about PETA? What has PETA been responsible for that, in your opinion, is really uh, groundbreaking? Ooh, that's a tough one to answer. But um, you know, I would say just recently I helped facilitate a collaboration between H and M and PETA, and it's a hundred percent vegan collection. And that was really groundbreaking, because like you said, that's one of the, the major uh, retailers. But I, PETA just continues to be on the forefront of animal rights. We look into industries that haven't been looked into before. We expose the mohair industry for the first time, the alpaca industry. Uh, we continue to expose the exotic skin industry. And we just are on the cutting edge of what's happening with animals on farms. Right. Yeah. And, and, and when people see this, I think they are just shocked. I think the average intelligent person just had no idea that was going on. And when they do see it, 
they think, oh my goodness, okay, so we don't have to be part of that anymore. We didn't know before, but now we do know, and we don't want to be uh, part of that. Uh, Dr. Shields, how can listeners of Here's to Your Health contact you at PETA to find out more about the good work? Yes, I encourage your listeners to visit PETA.org, that's P-E-T-A, at uh, .org, and there they can get, they can uh, find out everything that's happening in the world of animals, but also get free shopping guides, and they can learn how wearing vegan is one of the most effective ways we can help animals and the environment every day. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, very good information. Our guest has been Dr. Laura Shields, and Dr. Shields is in charge of a corporate responsibility for the organization PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, a very influential organization that has done some very excellent work, and I'm always happy when PETA is on the show. This is Josh Lane. You're listening to Here's to Your Health. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after these important messages. Have you had your Carlson Norwegian fish oil today? Decades ago, scientists discovered why Greenland Eskimos maintain healthy hearts despite their high-fat diets. The high level of omega-3 oils in their seafood diet protected their hearts. Carlson Norwegian fish oil provides those important omega-3 oils. The same omega-3s from cold water fish support maximum brain power, immune strength, joint comfort, and our vision, too. Carlson, the very finest fish oil, is a valuable source of the important omega-3s EPA and DHA. Each teaspoon provides a full 1,600 milligrams of omega-3s. And its purity is guaranteed. Try it on salads and popcorn. It tastes like lemon, not fishy. As for Carlson, the very finest fish oil at finer health food stores today. U-Theory is a family-owned and operated supplement brand on a mission to inspire wellness in all. From farm to shelf, quality is at the heart of our products, made in Southern California. Try new U-Theory Daily Fat Burner for healthy weight management. U-Theory Turmeric to support healthy inflammation response. U-Theory Collagen for hair, skin, nails, tendons, and ligaments. And Ashwagandha to help reduce stress, boost overall well-being and clarity. U-Theory, made for all of you. Welcome to this edition of Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. And uh, as many of us uh, have decided to uh, take care of ourselves, and uh, we learn new things about lifestyle, the importance of a healthy lifestyle, People still like to go out and be with friends and have a good time, but some people decided, well, they don't really necessarily want to drink as much alcohol as they once did, or they don't want to drink any alcohol at all because they just don't want to, and that's their choice. They figure, no, they don't want to. And so our guest is Sherelle Klaus, and Sherelle uh, decided that uh, there was a need uh, for non-alcoholic options uh, on the market and helped to create uh, the first line of what uh, Sherelle likes to call uh, culinarily inspired botanical beverages. Uh, Sherelle, welcome to Here's to Health. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here this morning with you. Neil, very happy to have you on. It's, it seems like a very uh, nice idea. Uh, and in preparation for doing this interview today, you know, you your team mailed me all some of the products that you have, uh, and they okay. seem very lovely and beautifully packaged, nice ingredients. And so, 
What prompted you to put these non-alcoholic beverages on the market? Well, so I actually started the company 17 years ago, and it was after uh, I gave birth to my fourth child. And because I basically had these four kids in an eight-year period, I didn't drink. I couldn't drink alcohol during that whole time, you know. And I just, I'm a total foodie. I love pairing wine and food. And I just felt so left out. And I thought, well, it's just crazy. There's lots of reasons people don't want to drink alcohol. And remind you, this is 17 years ago before anyone started talking about this. And I just had this vision in my head that I wanted to change the way we think about drinking and celebrating and that we should have something special and have that ritual even if we're not drinking. So in the original four flavors that I created, we sold into high-end restaurants and had them do, uh, I did uh, weight staff training with them on how to, because they pair with different flavors and then serve them in a champagne food so that you could still have that lovely ritual. Right, ritual is very important. Our, our guest is Cheryl Krause, who is the founder, the innovator of uh, the uh, Lavender 75 and other dry soda company products that are non-alcoholic mm-hmm. uh, uh, bitters and soda, uh, you know, different flavors, and uh, there seems mm-hmm. to be a growing market for this. Now, you talked about the, a bar in uh, Austin called the Sober Bar, which is a, a bar uh-huh. that, that does not serve alcohol. Am I correct in saying that? Exactly. Yep. And how is that? How is that place? How, now, Austin's a very progressive town. It's a obviously a, bit, a very important music center. So, how is the bar doing in Austin? Are people actually going? Yeah, and it's just such an amazing experience. I've had the opportunity to be there many times now, and there's a really strong community. And it's Chris's idea there was the same idea I had with Dry, which is around that ritual and coming together and celebrating together and not feeling left out. So you have people that come to the bar that are deep into recovery, up to people who are just testing out different, you know, lifestyles, like let me try alcohol for not a month or something and just try this experience. And Chris does some really creative drinks there. So it's just an amazing experience and a truly collaborative, lovely community that he's created there. So I do notice that you use the term sober curious movement which I like mm-hmm. as a term because it does seem very gentle and playful, but also kind of let you know what's going on. So do you find that many people who maybe drank when they're teen years or 20s decided, well, no, this turns out to be not a good, turned out to be not a good idea. So are they also embracing the, the Lavender 75 and other products you have? Yes, for sure. And the interesting thing is that the younger generation, you know, the, my, the Gen Z generation, they really just don't drink. Like, it's oh. really amazing. They've got, I mean, there's other things they do, but health and wellness and mental health has become such an important topic, and COVID really took that to an even higher level than it was already going. And I think this awareness of mental health, and, and in addition to physical health, is really why so many people are beginning to question their relationship with alcohol and, and questioning that very premise I had 17 years ago, which is why do we have to have alcohol at every celebration? Because, in fact, alcohol is actually a downer. Right. And I'm not anti-alcohol at all, but it's just about choices and not having to have alcohol at the center. <laughs> right. No, very nicely, very nicely stated. I really like the way you stated that. Again, you know, the whole idea of community of being with your friends and family mm-hmm. and having a good time. I mean, that is just important for human beings. We all want that. 
but that alcohol doesn't have to be the center of it. The center of it really is, you know, your friends and family. That's why you want to be there. So on the, on the product you have called Lavender 75, so what, mm-hmm. are, what is the taste of that and how is that doing? So the reason that we created this product was we wanted to create a 750-style bottle so one you could share with friends because we have learned that when you open a bottle of wine with friends, you get oxytocin levels go up. And so we thought, well, let's do that same experience but with a wine alternative, something that has the complexity and different flavors but comes in a beautiful bottle. It's lightly bubbly, um, so it's a real celebration drink. So that the Lavender 75 is... It's got lavender in it, which is our number one flavor in our botanical bubbly line. And then it has lemon and oak and rosemary. So you have nice levels. And then we have a spiced pear as well that has pear and cardamom and some other spices. Just to give you, that's more of a little bit warmer. And just to give you this really fun alternative and still a beautiful bottle to share with friends. Our guest is Sherelle Krause, and Sherelle is the founder, uh, the formulator, uh, for the uh, dry soda products, uh, including the Lavender 75, which seems to be very popular. Sherelle, so as a a much younger woman, were you involved in, did you own your own restaurants? Were you involved in a hospitality uh, profession? No. As a matter of fact, I was in high tech, so I came into this completely blind. I mean, I was a, a total foodie and cooked a ton and, and going to fine dining restaurants was my passion and traveling around the world to do that. But no, I was in high tech, so I had no experience in food and beverage in the CPG and it's been a very interesting 17 years. I've learned a ton. All righty. Okay, so my, my question for you now is, so now that it's 17 years later, uh, and you do have dry soda, and you have the Lavender 75, mm-hmm. and you have all the uh, dry botanical, you know, the bitters. Mm-hmm. So do you find that the hospitality industry is embracing your ideas? Yes, and I have to hand it to the hospitality. They, from the beginning, are the ones that got it. Like, the chefs, when I first started selling dry, I sold into high-end dining establishments only, and the chefs all got it immediately. They were like, yes. Some of our our customers aren't drinking, and they need something to pair with food because we created these two pair with food, the botanical bubbly line, and so and now we're seeing hotel lines are coming together and putting zero proof menus, and it's they'll be the ones that really catapult it to the next level. Um, where you and I, I mean, when I first started, I would go to these restaurants and beg them to do a, a special non-alcoholic menu, not put it under sodas, but an actual section on the menu. And now you're seeing really tremendous zero-proof cocktails on menus and options like dry. So, so what kind of growth patterns are you seeing? And what restaurants uh, besides Austin, uh, I, guess, I guess Austin is a progressive town. So where else uh, is the Lavender 75 you know, being widely used? So we're, we actually just launched that product um, at the end of last year. And so now it's being launched throughout the Seattle area and Portland area, so Pacific Northwest, because that's our home base. Um, And then we're available online, and we're looking at some hotel chains now as well. So stay tuned on our website. You go to our website, you'll be able to see where you can buy it. You can also buy it online. And that's where Amazon. Our our guest is uh, Sherelle Krause, the founder, the formulator of Dry Soda, uh, which is, as they uh, put it, uh, Dry Botanical Bubbly, uh, now, what about the spiced pear? Is that one of the early products you had? 
No, so that's part of the the reserve line the in the 750 bottles, and those two are the ones that just got launched, the Lavender 75 and the Spice Pear. Then we have the original Botanical Bubbly line that's in 12-ounce bottles and cans, and there we have lavender, Fuji, apple, blood orange, cucumber, ginger, vanilla bean. Um, and then we also have our bitters and soda line, which comes in three different flavors as well for people, and it also has zero sugar in it. So we just want to give people all these different options for different occasions so that you can have an NA option. All right. No matter what occasion or what you're feeling like. <laughs> all right. My, my question for you is, so the, the dry bitters, so how, mm-hmm. how were dry bitters used in a celebration? I mean, wh- what were they used, how were they used historically and how are they used now? So really what we're looking at with that bitters and soda line, we're really targeting the consumer that's kind of a mixology uh, aficionado or a fan of mixology because these are really very complex and layered drinks. We kind of took and deconstructed bitters, if you will, put together so it would still be completely zero proof and so it's really that's really for that maybe even more kind of for on your own like kind of having if you make a cocktail for yourself at the end of the day here you could do this in a nice uh low ball with some ice and some a nice garnish and you have yourself a really great uh zero proof cocktail so that's really the way we see bitters and soda wine so those are sold what in grocery stores as well or just through the restaurants Right now, those are just sold online. They're, they're actually are starting to go into some retailers up in the Northwest and a few other body places throughout the U.S., but mostly for your consumers, they can look at them online on Amazon or drinkdry.com. And so these, these dry botanical bitters, these have potential to be, become very popular, right? Because if I can ask this, mm-hmm. are they less controversial among others? Because some people say, well, gee, you have no right to tell me I'm not to drink alcohol. Uh, people, you know, people, 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 we human beings are very touchy. So, so are the dry bitters a way that people, anyone could try those and say, oh, yeah, we're happy to use those because it's non-confrontational? Well, yeah, and really all of our drinks, people actually use them as mixers, too. They mix alcohol, and we are not anti-alcohol by any stretch. Mm-hmm. I, I drink alcohol. It's just that I've created something that gives you options. But dry has been used as an actual mixer with alcohol from the beginning. Like, my very first meeting with a restaurant, within five minutes, the bartender was over going, what are these? I want to play with them. Because they had such great flavors and not a lot of sugar. So you get to use dry however you want to use dry. So we're, we just preach, hey, we have all these options for these different occasions. Use them how you would like. <laughs> Alrighty, because I did notice that uh, you have a very nicely designed book called The Guide to Zero Proof Cocktails, which has some really very nice photos. You know, I mean, it it makes the food, the drinks festive, and and people, it's fun. It's fun fun when it's festive. So we have a few minutes left. Our our guest is Sherelle Krause, and uh, Sherelle is the formulator, the innovator of Dry Soda and uh, the Dry Soda Company. Sherelle, how can listeners of Here's to Your Health contact you to find out more about the dry soda products? Well, so you can go to info at drinkdry.com is our website. You can also reach us on Instagram at uh, dry soda as our Instagram handle, or drink dry as well, I think. Um, Sorry about that. And um, you come to our website where it'll also tell you where you can find them near you, and also you can order them online. The bitters and soda and the reserve line are right now most likely going to be on easier to get online. 
Um, so yeah, and we love to hear from people. So flavor ideas, we get flavor inspirations from our different consumers and different ways that you use dry. And if you mix them into different cocktails, zero proof cocktails, we love to hear about that. So please reach out info at drinkdry.com. Okay, do me a favor. Our guest is Sherelle Krause. Give us the contact information once again for dry soda. So it's uh, info at drinkdry.com. The website is www.drinkdry.com. And our Instagram is dry soda. All righty. And what about and the also Facebook. what about the book you have, The Guide to Zero Proof Cocktails? Where can listeners of Here's to Your Health pick up a copy of that? You can pick that up on Amazon. And you can also pick it up on our website at drinkdry.com. Yeah, and we'd love to. It's a, a beautiful book, and we found a bunch of great recipes for different mixologists, and we created some of our own, and they're just really amazing drinks. And everyone that tries them, we just get so excited at what they can truly create. And we also, in the book, talk about how you pair flavors and how to create your own zero-proof cocktail. So it's not just following the recipes we have, but actually giving you this creative license and, and some of the skills and tools you need to be able to cre- create your own. Yes, I tell you, I think that people will find the book. The, the book is called The Guide to Zero Proof Cocktails by Sheryl Krauss and uh, great photographs. But I think people will find that it really does offer a lot of flavors. It's really a very nice little book for people who enjoy food and working with food and the various flavors. So I think it's a, it's a very good concept. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is Josh Lane listening to Here's to Your Health, and we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after these important messages. The latest from the greatest, the best in new music by classic rockers with your host, the insane Daryl Wayne. This is Alice Cooper, and if Daryl Wayne is insane, what does that make me criminally insane? Stick around to find out. Many of the artist interviews for the latest from the greatest have been captured on audiobook. There is a volume one and volume two. Great information and conversations with people in the industry and people surrounded by the industry and of course the rock stars themselves. I'm the Reverend Al Green and you're listening to the insane Daryl Wayne and I said Wayne Insane. You can find it on Amazon or Blackstone Audio. Search for the latest from the greatest from Daryl Wayne, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-W-A-Y-N-E. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the insane Daryl Wayne, aren't you? (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Here's to Your Health with Joshua Lane. If you have any questions about the guests or topics discussed tonight, please give us a call at 818-707-0005. That number is 818-707-0005. This is Josh Lane. On behalf of the cast and crew, I would like to wish you a healthy and safe good evening. U-Theory is a family-owned and operated supplement brand on a mission to inspire wellness in all. From farm to shelf, quality is at the heart of our products made in Southern California. Try new U-Theory Daily Fat Burner for healthy weight management. U-Theory Turmeric to support healthy inflammation response. U-Theory Collagen for hair, skin, nails, tendons, and ligaments. And Ashwagandha to help reduce stress, boost overall well-being and clarity. U-Theory, made for all of you. Medical scientists worldwide are encouraging people to eat more fish. 
Most American diets are low in cold water fish that are abundant in important omega-3 oils. DHA and EPA are the vital components of fish oil that provide healthy benefits. Not only are they crucial for brain and vision development, they're very important for cardiovascular health. Carlson, America's leading Norwegian fish oil brand, specializes in both great-tasting soft gels that are easy to swallow and fish oil liquids that don't taste fishy. That's right, Carlson provides the most extensive line of fish oils to meet all your needs. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence. For Carlson fish oils are tested for purity, potency, and freshness. Ask for Carlson Norwegian fish oils today. That's right, ask for Carlson Norwegian fish oils today.